All right, the vibes are high. Welcome back. Another 10-Minute Tuesday. Let's get into it. We got two great guests here with us, Brady Davis, Matt McCormick. They're going to give us each a little bit of a snippet of some different topics. So, Matt, can you just tell us a little about what you're thinking when you start scouting for early season birds? Yeah, early season geese, man. Yeah. Like, hard, hardest geese to hunt all year, right? September, August is the worst. September can be really good on mid days. October, really tricky. So when I think about early season, I think about anything from September 15th, August 15th through October 15th. Yeah. That's kind of like what we consider as our early season. Now, you have good days, middle days, shitty days, right? What we look for when we're going out and doing some early season scouting, we're headed in just a little while to go to North Dakota and go do some Western hunting. Yeah. We're going to go first to the big bodies of water. Because they offer more habitat for all the goslings and the yeah all the rearing and everything, right? So, in our opinion, what we have found over the course of the last ten years or so, going out there in early season, we focus on big bodies of water, find the concentrations, watch them with a spotter from wherever you can watch them, because we all know, I mean, it's hard to get close. No shit. Watch them where wherever you can, and then. We scout afternoon, morning, and then hunt them in the afternoon. Okay. So if I show up to North Dakota, yeah, and we're going to leave early in the morning, we are going to drive there for an afternoon scout. We're going to scout that afternoon, go to a big body of water. We're going to drive all the way around it till we find the birds. Once we find the birds, we're going to watch them fly out afternoon. We're going to go back to that exact same spot in the morning and see if the same thing happens or what changes. Yep. So you're two days of scouting. We're two. Yeah. We're an afternoon, a morning. We're two segments of scouting. And then we hunt them mm-hmm. yep. in the afternoon. The hope is, is that that morning then we can find another feed and another feed. Hopefully we can find multiple feeds that next morning. Giving you options. So now we have options for the following morning if we want it. Mm. Or we can scout that morning and hunt in the afternoon. It all depends on how late that goes and how far away from the hotel or whatever you're staying in yeah because we all know early season sometimes you can be you can be scouting all the way until 10 o'clock at night and then you got to wake up at three o'clock in the morning yeah and it wears you out oh shit so afternoon hunts although i do believe that the geese are more um patternable yeah in the afternoons early season i also believe that setting yourself up for more hunts as you go by spending more time scouting on the front end is a beneficial way. And that's why the way we've done it. Why do you feel like they're more patternable in the afternoon? Because in my opinion, especially with early season in our climate in the Midwest, it can get so hot mm-hmm. in the early season. Yeah. And so when it gets so hot, they just stick to water and just, they, yeah. they feed their feed bags. They just put on the feed bags in the morning and in the afternoon they're chilling the rest of the day. They're not exerting any energy. So, like, why do you feel like the afternoon is more patternable? That's I a think, great question. I think the afternoon is is a um, more consistent time because the roost is defined, right? Well, the loaf may be different in the early season. They may be going to a gravel pond or something else right. for a loaf. Quarry. So they're going to go here, 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 but they could also go here, here, here. They're going to go towards the quarry. And then they feed here because it's close to the roost, right? Early yeah. season's always close to the roost for mm-hmm. some yep, reason, yep. right? So, can I add something in real quick? 
I think by afternoon in the early season, he means evening. Like the afternoon. Oh, yeah. You're setting up in the afternoon, hunt sunset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're talking about it being super hot. Well, yeah. Obviously, I'll just chilling at that time, but later in the day. Yeah, yeah, later in the day. So I believe that the roost is defined, and they're going to continue to go back to that roost. And so that feed spot that's close to that roost is defined. So they're going to continue to do that in the afternoon because it's close to the roost. They know where to go. They know how to get back there. It's very consistent. In the morning, the sun is up. They can fly whenever they want. They could go to field A, B, and C because this one just got cut, and this one they know has food, but they're all going to the same loaf. Yeah. I just have found that afternoons are more consistent. Evening, they've got to get back to their roost spot basically in the dark. Right. Okay. Interesting. I've never... Had the same thought process, but you probably kill more geese than me. So find a big body of water. I didn't sh- and yeah, start there. Fine. Find a big body of water. Yes. Yep. Start there. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, I'll try that out. That's really interesting, Brady. Since we've heard so much about your guys' roles, tell me some of your tips and tricks for getting permission right now. Okay, so my tips and tricks for getting permission. First of all, so when you're scouting or you're you're going to get permission. First of all, you know when you're going to talk to somebody. Obviously, the goal is to get permission. Let them say yes to you hunting the field but or the pond or whatever you have to keep in mind that you're talking to a real person and what i mean by that there's a few things when i'm talking to people and anybody that's ever heard or read of you know the book or books on emotional intelligence i would strongly recommend reading those okay give one give a give a title out emotional intelligence okay um, there's a I few, thought there were multiple. No, there's and, and just Google it. Like, okay. Google emotional intelligence and read articles, right? Um, there's a few things about people that I think are really interesting. Number one, people love to talk about themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, and I'm going to pose this question to you in a way. If, if a salesman called you on the phone, is it easier to say yes or to say the word no? No. No. Yep. So how do you use that to your advantage? You don't ask yes questions. Yes. I'm going to give you a quick example. I just read all about this. If I call you on the phone and I said, hey, Cal, um, do you have 10 minutes? I just cold called you right out of the blue, right? Yeah. And even if we're pals and I call and say, do you have 10 minutes? You're apt to say no. You're apt to say no. Yeah. Okay. If I say, hey, Cal, did I catch you at a bad time when you can't talk for a few minutes? Now I have to say no. No. That's the answer you want. You just gave me the opportunity to talk to you for a few minutes. Okay? So, and I'm going to get into this. And then the third thing that I always think about when you're talking to people, facts tell, stories sell. People love to talk about themselves. Saying no is easier. Facts tell, stories sell. So, I'm going to relate this to getting permission. I go talk to somebody. I go knock on a farmer's door. Man, woman, whatever. The way I approach a man and a woman is totally different as well. Okay? Right out of the gate. And one advantage that we do have, so I grew up in like the cattle and horse world. So I can talk cattle and horses and ranching. Matt is very phenomenal at talking about ranching as well. He's been around it for lots of years. Even though he didn't grow up in the cattle world, like he, he can have intelligent conversations. So if you're hunting agricultural areas... I would, first off, 
learn some verbiage, right? Learn what you're talking about, understand like kind of how cattle and farming works. And number two, when you go talk to those people, talk to them like a person, not like a person that you're just trying to get permission from. It's not a transaction. It's not transactional. You're not paying them for anything, right? So I'm going to talk to them and introduce myself. Hey, my name's Brady. You know, yada, yada, yada. The other thing that I want to do when I'm, when I'm asking permission is to state my intentions and time frames clearly. And what I mean by that, so let's say we're going to North Dakota. We're going to hunt for three or four days. Susie answers the door. I'm not going to tell Susie, hey, Susie, you got a bunch of geese in your field, obviously. Uh, wondering if we could hunt that field. What was one of the things I said? Is yes or no easier to say? No, no. is easier. No. And as soon as they say no, they'll feel bad and they'll tell you why, which is why you hear, oh, we have some people that hunt it or... Oh, my cousin's girlfriend's dog, sister, boyfriend, uncle is maybe going to come on Thanksgiving. So we like to keep it for them, right? So what I'm going to say is, hey, Susie, you know, my name's Brady. Hey, we're in town hunting for a few days, and we have some other hunting spots that we're already going to be hunting this week. But I'm trying to find a spot for me and a couple of my friends. And I noticed you have some geese. Would it be a problem if we hunted them tomorrow only? No. Yeah. What did I just do? I stated my intentions right. clearly. It's only tomorrow. Right. Like, I'm not this jerk off that's going to come ask for permission and then show up every year Yeah. and assume that I have permission to hunt the field. It's tomorrow only. And I asked her a question where no is to my benefit. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm, we're, we're looking for a spot to hunt tomorrow only because we have other spots we're going to hunt. The other thing about telling them that I have other spots to hunt. You're trustworthy. Which is true. I'm trustworthy. And it's also in the world of sales, we call that social proofing. It means you're not the only person who tells me yes. There are lots of people that tell me yes. So I already have the rest of the week set up. I am looking to do some hunting tomorrow. Would it be a problem if I hunted it with our friends tomorrow only? Right. Hell yeah. What they'll usually say is, no, I think that would be okay. Yeah. You're damn right it'll be okay. <laughs> damn right, Susie. Right? You need anything else? The other thing that I do, and this is me, is I'm, I may not have a half hour to sit in there and bake a apple pie with them or hang out, although sometimes it does happen, Yeah, is I will then spend some time with them and show them some damn respect and gratitude. Like, learn about them. Thank you so much for letting us do that. I know you guys are busy. You got looks like you guys are about to ship cows or it's about time. It looks like you guys are in the middle of harvest. I know you guys are busy. You know, my gosh, when I was growing up and we'd move cows or ship cows, like, yeah, like just have a little human dignity. I think yeah. so many people get nervous because they go, I get so many no's. Well, yeah, you you knock on somebody's door and say, hey, my name's Brady and, and me and my friends are all, all here from Montana and we're looking to hunt tomorrow. Can we hunt your field? Right. No. That's so much easier to say. Like, yeah. imagine you in that scenario. I promise you, your gut reaction is no. 100%. And so, facts tell, story sell. Facts are, I want to hunt your field. Okay? Yeah. Tell them a story. So, I've done this a bunch where we knock on a door and I say, hey, listen. 
we're here from out of town or we're hunting in the area and me and my friends are looking to hunt tomorrow you know my my buddy matt he's a he's a photographer and he makes his living by taking photos and we're, we're trying to get some photos and you know he's he's wanting to get some photos in a barley field and you have I noticed a beautiful in, property i noticed in your barley field it's beautiful like we got the the mountains in the background or the timber in the back like would it be a problem for you if we hunted it in the morning so that Matt can take some photos? Mm-hmm. Because your property is absolutely stunning. It's clear to me that you guys give a shit about the land. Yeah. And that's what we want photos of. And we want photos of people who take care of their properties. Would it, would it be a problem if we did that? No, Brady, no, that'd be just fine. Like, you guys go ahead. Thank you so much, Susie. I know you guys are busy. It looks like you guys are in the middle of harvest. Oh, yeah, Bob, he's been on the combine, and our son's in town, and he's helping, and the neighbors have been helping. Yeah, man, gosh, you guys are that's, – that's awesome. Like, I just love seeing people win, you know? Right. And so I don't think you have to be coy or cheap or dishonest when you're asking for permission. Yeah, just give a shit. Like, give a shit and have some emotional intelligence. Like, you're just talking to another human. Guess what? The other thing, when you knock on their door, they have real live problems going on in their life. Your problem is getting permission. Yeah. Like in that moment, it's your only focus of getting permission. Understand that sometimes people have told us no, and we've developed a friendship with them. Yeah. And we've gone back and hunted their property multiple times. Yep. They have stuff going on. So if you catch them at a bad time, have the emotional intelligence to say, listen, you guys are swamped right now. Like I can tell you guys are just busy and this. I even hate to bother you right now. Let me let but. me just let me just swing back by. Are you guys gonna be around this weekend? Like we got some other stuff we can focus on for the next couple of days. Are you gonna be around this weekend? We'll swing back by and say hi. I know you're probably right. gonna need a beer this weekend. I'll bring a beer too, because you know, everybody's busy and gonna be tired. Again, think it through. If you just go to the door and ask somebody, can I hunt your field? Yeah. You are truly putting all of the power in their hands. It is a true 50-50 roll of the dice. And so I just think if you, you have some emotional intelligence, you talk to people as people, yeah, not just as a landowner you're trying to get something from. Part of the problem, I think, with freelancing is it's it's not transactional, but you're asking for all of the benefit. You are You are asking somebody... Cal, will you give me 100% of the benefit in this conversation? Right. By saying yes. Yeah, I'm going to leave tomorrow, by the way. And then what happens is, yes, we're going to hunt. We're going to leave. Like, don't worry. We won't leave shells in the field. Nobody gives a shit. I mean, don't be a dick and leave garbage. But, like, yeah, they're going to give you something. You're going to leave, and you're never going to talk to them again. That's a dick move. So right. be smart. Yeah, Treat like no people. I can, guess what? Make a friend because who knows, man? Four seasons later, you guys might be cracking on another road trip. And you find geese in the area. Well, who's the first person you're going to start with? Yeah, Margie. Margie. Or you find their neighbor has a field, and you can go cold call the neighbor and talk to them. I talked to Margie last year. I'd go talk to Susie first and be like, hey, Susie, do you know Marge that lives in the house over here? Oh, yeah, we're in the quilting club together. I was going to go ask her about maybe hunting. You know, we we hunted your place a few years ago. Hell, yeah. Do you think you could give Marge a call for me? I have done this so many times. I used to make a living door-to-door sales, so. I still do. Yeah, well, and I and I kind of do too. Right. But it's treat them like people. That's, well, that's and, basically my answer. And 
this 10 minute Tuesday has gone off the rails because we're almost at 20 minutes. But the like you are spot on, and I can tell you're a roofer and you're a good salesman. The only thing that I would add to that is find some sort of commonality. That's the 100%. big thing that's worked out for me. If I'm going up and I see a garden gnome next to the front door and I see that the husband answers the door, I'd be like, oh, your wife likes the elves, huh? I'd be like, yeah, we have garden gnomes all over the place. No, my my wife is obsessed, and I don't understand it. I think it's to keep the birds away. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck she's doing, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then you have a an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. And if the wife is there, it'd be like, my wife really likes the garden gnomes too. You know, hundred percent. You know why? Why do women love garden gnomes? Well, you know, it's just like a nice thing to like come up to the door. It's like, oh yeah, you know. And I think it's for our daughter too. She's a year old, and like it's just an icebreaker. You know, 100%. just a garden gnome. You know, it's like, yeah. how can I rope this garden gnome? You just look at their property, and it's like they have well manicured grass. Mm-hmm. Husband answers the door. I can tell you really care about the grass. What kind of a lawnmower do you have? Yeah. And, like, you do never start out with talking about hunting. No, no, no. Ever. Or roofing. One one Ever. last one last thing that I will say, and I know we're at 20 minutes, which, by the way, 20 is twice as good as 10. This <laughs> Most a, people this, actually message us and say, we can't wait for the next 20-minute Tuesday. This is a 30-second yeah. thing. If they tell you no, that is okay. Right. Be cool and make a friend. Because I'm telling you, we have had so many times when people have told us no... Sometimes just to tell us no, or sometimes there's a legit valid reason why they're telling us no. And if you don't just take the no and like, okay, well, all right, well, you guys have a great day and turn and walk away. Yeah. Always learn why they're telling you no and make a friend. Totally. Like they might tell you no, and you're in some town you've never been, XYZ, North Dakota, XYZ, Montana, and you and the boys do find another field and you're set for the morning you guys go out to eat and you're hanging out at the bar and here comes Susie and Bob. Yeah. Like Dude, I make can't. a freaking friend because I, I'm telling you if the reason's legit and a week later or a season later, they've got birds, you're probably going to get a yes. And when they come to the bar, guess what? The first thing Matt is going to do and I'm going to do is we're going to go to the bartender and we're going to cover their tab. Yeah. hundred percent. Cause, cause listen, it's not because I'm trying to, seduce them into saying yes it's because we are now friends humans we are friends we're humans and so it the permission thing in the hunting world cracks me up because i think it's probably one of the can be one of the smoothest things you do that's why i said in in an earlier podcast you know are you worried about people knowing where you hunt no i'm really not because guess what i'm gonna win got that shit locked down well and i'm gonna win at the door yeah like I'm gonna, I'm gonna outdo you. Yeah, with a homeowner yeah. at the door. So yeah. anyway, that's thank my, you guys. That's my tips so much for your ten minute Tuesday tips. Early season geese getting permission. Be sure to subscribe and also let us know what you want us to do the next ten minute Tuesday on. Yes, please. thanks so much for watching.